Good afternoon. Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. Thanks for joining us. Well, it's good to have you again this afternoon. And the theme for the episode is Abraham fights for his brother's son and receives the promise. Without further ado, we shall begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your wonderful word. We thank you for the book of Genesis, where through the prophet Moses we are told of how the world was fashioned and the stories of the patriarchs and how you, the same God, Jehovah Jireh, was in their lives like you are in ours today. So we pray through the remainder of this episode, show us how, like Abraham, we can go and fight and rescue each of our brothers from the bondage of sin. Oh, Heavenly Father, show us that the covenant that you've given us, Lord, the covenant of the Holy Ghost, speak to us in our hearts. We appreciate you, we adore you, and help us to humble ourselves before you to be able to hear from you. Bless the remainder of our program. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Enjoy. Up next, we shall listen to Genesis chapter 14 and 15. Folks, you will definitely find it a blessing. Chapter 14 And it came to pass in the days of Amraphel, king of Shinar, Arioch, king of Elisar, Ketalaimur, king of Elam, and Tidal, king of nations, that these made war with Bera, king of Sodom, and with Birsha, king of Gomorrah, Shinab, king of Adma, and Shemeber, king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, which is Zoar. All these were joined together in the Vale of Siddim, which is the Salt Sea. Twelve years they served Ketalaimur, and in the thirteenth year they rebelled. And in the fourteenth year came Ketalaimur and the kings that were with him, and smote the Rephaims in Ashtaroth Carnaim, and the Zuzims in Ham, and the Emims in Shivakariathaim, and the Horites in their Mount Seir, unto El Paran, which is by the wilderness. And they returned and came to En Mishpat, which is Kadesh, and smote all the country of the Amalekites, and also the Amorites that dwell in Hazazon Tamer. And there went out the king of Sodom, and the king of Gomorrah, and the king of Adma, and the king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, the same is Zoar. And they joined battle with them in the Vale of Sidim, with Kidalaimer the king of Elam, and with Tidal king of nations, and Amraphel king of Shinar, and Arioch king of Elisar four kings with five. And the vale of Siddim was full of slime pits, and the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled and fell there, and they that remained fled to the mountain. And they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah, and all their victuals, and went their way. And they took Lot, Abram's brother's son, who dwelt in Sodom, and his goods, and departed. And there came one that had escaped, and told Abram the Hebrew, for he dwelt in the plain of Mamre the Amorite, brother of Eshcol, and brother of Aner, and these were confederate with Abram. And when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servants, born in his own house, 318, and pursued them unto Dan. And he divided himself against them, he and his servants by night, and smote them, and pursued them unto Hobah, which is on the left hand of Damascus. And he brought back all the goods, and also brought again his brother Lot, and his goods, and the women also, and the people. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Kedorlaomer, and of the kings that were with him at the valley of Sheva, which is the king's dale. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, 
and he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And he gave him tithes of all. And the king of Sodom said unto Abram, Give me the persons, and take the goods to thyself. And Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lift up mine hand unto the Lord, the Most High God, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take from a thread even to a shoe latchet, and that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou shouldest say, I have made Abram rich. Save only that which the young men have eaten, and the portion of the men which went with me, Aner, Eshkol, and Mamre. Let them take their portion. Chapter 15 After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram. I am thy shield, and thy exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus? And Abram said, Behold to me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven, and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. And he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought thee out of Ur of the Chaldees, to give thee this land to inherit it. And he said, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? And he said unto him, Take me an heifer of three years old, and a she-goat of three years old, and a ram of three years old, and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he took unto him all these, and divided them in the midst, and laid each piece one against another. But the birds divided he not. And when the fowls came down upon the carcasses, Abram drove them away. And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and lo, and horror of great darkness fell upon him. And he said unto Abram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge, and afterward shall they come out with great substance. And thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace, Thou shalt be buried in a good old age. But in the fourth generation, they shall come hither again. For the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. And it came to pass that when the sun went down and it was dark, behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between those pieces. In the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, Unto thy seed have I given this land, from the river of Egypt unto the great river, the river Euphrates, the Kenites, and the Kenizzites, and the Cadmonites, and the Hittites, and the Perizzites, and the Rephaims, and the Amorites, and the Canaanites, and the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. Hey guys, 
So, in this next part of the program, we shall continue with the tape that we listened to in the morning, called Jehovah Jireh Part 1, preached in 1962, July the 5th. So, we will start on paragraph 141, up to the end. I hope you find it a blessing. 14th chapter. We're going to that. Abraham. Now we find out, in the 14th chapter, what happened. The kings come down from the different parts of the country and was confederate with the kings of Sodom and went in and took Sodom, took Lot, Abraham's brother in the Lord, took him on out, his lukewarm denominational brother, and went off with him. Now remember, God had just told Abraham that everything in the land was his. And the meek shall inherit the earth. Say, we're crazy. Go take the earth. What's on the earth? Sure, we fall heir to it. Look at Satan said to Jesus, if you fall down, worship me, I'll give you this world. All the kingdoms are all controlled by the devil. Every one of them. Jesus said so. The Bible speaks it. Every nation and every kingdom is controlled by the devil. And Satan said, I own these. These are mine. I'll give them to you if you'll worship me. Jesus knows he fell heir to him in the millennium. So he said, get thee behind me, Satan. He knew that he was heir to it. And today they talk about crazy people worshiping the Lord and being born again. They're afraid of that being born again. They just don't like that idea. And they've substituted something for it. One of them has substituted a handshake. The other a little sprinkle of water. The other stick out his tongue and take a piece of bread. The other dance around on the floor. It's a birth. And I said the other night, a birth is a mess. I don't care where it's at. It's in a pig pen or a hospital room. It's a birth. It's a mess. And so is a new birth. It tears you up. But out of that mess comes new life. Amen. Yes. Abraham knew that everything belonged to him. So therefore, when Lot come in, he said, now, wait a minute. Lot was taken out by a cruel hands of enemies. He said, that's my brother and I'll go after him. I remember there's about seven or eight kings there. They went together and come down and took everything and swept out with it. And when they went out, Abraham took his servants and went after him to bring back his lost brother. That's a real Christian. Went after his lost brother. What did he do when he found him? He slaughtered the kings and returned back, bringing his brother after the battle. Look, there was one king come out to meet him coming back. Melchizedek. Melchizedek. What was he? He had no father. He had no mother. He never was born. He never does die. Without father, without mother, without beginning of days or ending of life. It wasn't a son of God because he had father and mother. Both was born and died and rose again. But this man never had father nor mother. God. Certainly it's the only thing that is eternal. And he met Abraham after the battle was over. Showing it to Abraham's seed. After we go after our fallen brother. And the battle's over. What did Melchizedek serve? Wine and bread, the communion. Amen. When the battle's over, brother, come back, bringing his lost brother back home again, restoring him back. And when the battle was over, Melchizedek met him and gave him the communion. Jesus said, I'll not eat or drink the fruit of the vine no more until I eat it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. Yes, sir. Now, the battle was over. Abraham had come back, the 14th chapter, and the victor met him when he was coming in with the victor. 
Genesis 15 now, before we close, because it's closing time now. Listen to one more thing before we go, and I have to take this up tomorrow night again, because I just haven't got to my subject, I get to my place yet on Jehovah Jireh. I want to get it down there, if the Lord willing. Now, on the 15th chapter, I got here that the covenant was confirmed to Abraham. The confirmation of the covenant. In other words, it's when God oathed and when God made the promise and confirmed the promise to Abraham. In the 15th chapter, we find out that the confirmation of the oath that God said, Abraham said to God, the heir of my house is still this Eliezer of Damascus. And he said to him, but that is not your heir. For it's one from your own bowels is your heir. And he promised him, he said, how will I know this? Oh, now, brethren, here's something that'll wake you up. Watch him. He said, go get me a she-goat, a, a three years old, a she-heifer, three years old, and a ram, a three years old. And Abraham took him and two turtle, a turtle dove and a pigeon. Now, the turtle dove and pigeon has a representation of these three-year-old animals, and there was three of them. Now, he's going to make the covenant confirm the covenant. Now, listen close. Don't miss it. And then we pick up tomorrow night when he meets him here again, the Lord willing. Watch. Now, he said, take me a, a heifer of three years old, a she-goat of three years old, and a ram of three years old, a pigeon and a turtle dove. And Abraham went and got the animals, and he cut them in half and laid them piece to piece. But the turtle dove and dove, he did not uh, separate the turtle dove and pigeon. Turtle dove and pigeon is the same family. So that represented divine healing, which in both covenants is by faith, see, that they're healed, just one to the other. other. If the old covenant had divine healing, you know, how much more is this one got? See, if the old sacrifice had healing, what about this one, which is much better? See? Now, but notice what he done here. He took these three animals and cut them apart and laid them piece by piece. And then Abraham got back. Now, that was a sacrifice. And he watched until the sun was going down and fowls come down out of the air on Abraham's sacrifice. Vultures. And Abraham cast them out. Shoot them away. What's it the type of? Abraham's seed in the last day, casting out devils from the sacrifice. Casting away from the sacrifice. God promised it, the sacrifice, Christ the same, yesterday, today, from ever, and all them unbelieving spirits trying to devour it. The man of God, the Abraham seed, stands there casting out the devils away from it. Confirming the covenant now, the confirmation. Showing that Abraham's seed in, I mean the royal seed, remember the natural seed failed because accepted law instead of the word of grace. And so has it in this roundabout in the Gentiles the last day, but there is a seed, royal seed with the word, stands true, casting out devils, doing great signs and wonders. Getting all the unbelief away from the word, keeping the sacrifice clean, keeping the word holy, keep it reverence, not put anything with it, add anything to it, just keeping it away, standing on guard, letting nothing touch it. Now notice, there come a deep sleep upon Abraham. 
death. And after the deep sleep, he saw a furnace of fire, which is hell, smoking, that every sinner ought to go to. But before there went a little white light. Watch that little white light. Went in between and separated these sacrifices. Went in between it. God making a confirmation that what to Abraham's seed he would do. Now, the Jews always believed God was one and God is one. But he was showing you by these three clean sacrifices that the Trinity of God would be represented in one in the Godhead bodily. Now, notice, in the old, old days, in the Oriental days, when a covenant was made, here's the way they did it. Like we come and we killed an animal. We split the animal in two and we stood between the animal. And there we wrote a covenant. Now, in China, how, in Japan, when they make a covenant, they get some salt. And they stand and make their promise and they throw salt on one another. That's the way in Japan they make a covenant. They throw salt. Salt's the Savior, you see. And they throw salt on one another. That's a, that's a, a covenant. Now, in America, how we make a covenant, we go out and have a bite to eat and shake hands. Give me your hand, boy. Is it agreed? It's agreed. That's a covenant. But in the old times, in Abraham's time, the way they made a covenant was kill a sacrifice and stand between this sacrifice. And then when they did, they wrote out the covenant on a piece of lamb skin. Then they tore it. One took one piece and one took the other. Now, when this covenant was confirmed and brought together, there's no one could impersonate that. Yes. See, it has to dovetail letter by letter, just exactly the way it was. Yes. That shows that the rightful owner of this piece has a part. This is the same covenant that it has to come together and dovetail just exactly the same. And God was showing there to Abraham that through his seed that God himself would become flesh and then have to be separated at Calvary where Christ being God on earth he was separated God tore him apart the royal seed of Abraham and took the life out of him and raised up the body up to set on his throne in heaven and sent back the spirit of him up on the church that the church has to say the same spirit was in Christ to make it come together making Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Confirmation of the covenant. God confirming the covenant. God separating, carrying the life from Christ his son. Taking the spirit out of him as he cut these animals in two. Standing between the animals. The light, God himself, went between them. Showing that he separated the body, the seed, the royal seed. And took the spirit and sent it back upon the church. And the church of today that goes to meet Christ will have to have the same spirit that he had. Because it will have to be letter by letter, word by word. And he is the word. Jesus said, he, personal pronoun, that believes in me, the works that I do, shall he do also. Confirming the covenant. The life that's in Christ will be in the church. The royal seed of Abraham. A moment, brethren. On Pentecost, when they were in the upper room, if you was ever there and seen the real diagram the way it was drawn out, they went around a step on the outside, went up to the upper room. They had little olive oil candles burning. 
They were up there for ten days and nights with all the doors closed. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. Cloven tongues like fire, farked tongues of fire, set up on each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost, ran out into the court speaking with the other languages. Notice, what was this farked fire? Was a pillar of fire. The Holy Spirit. God. The angel that led him through the wilderness. The one that was made manifest before him. God had separated himself and divided himself amongst the people. The Holy Ghost. And together we are the church of the living God. The covenant. Abraham and his seed after him. The royal seed. The very life that was in Christ. In the church. Doing the same works that Christ did. Amen. Amen. What a wonderful thing, friend. It's this time I just got to close this. It's, I'm going to be too late. Uh, uh, I, 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 can it be all right if I pick it up tomorrow night right here? I want to get to Jehovah Jireh so bad. But I want you to see that what it is, that the thing of professing to be a Christian. Brethren, it's time the church got the... If God made these promises, they are true. They must come to pass. Let us bow our heads just a moment. This is rough and hard. It's cutting. I don't like to do that. This minister said to me, he said, Brother Brennan, why so-and-so you do that? I said, I haven't got television programs to be sponsored. Radio. I just go like this where I can go anywhere. I said, who's going to tell him? There's got to be a voice somewhere saying. Now, God is here, friends. If you've called yourself the seed of Abraham, and think that you are... Now, don't listen. It's your soul, friend. It's your soul. Don't take any chance with it. Because tonight may be the last time you get a chance to. If you're ashamed of your life, calling yourself a child of God, and living the way that you have lived, and you believe that the Word of God is true and you're wrong, I want you just to pray for a moment. Ask God to examine your life. Just pray. Heavenly Father, this could be the last night for many of us. We think a few nights ago in Los Angeles, an old woman, 70 years old, sitting there, and she walked up the altar and gave her life to Christ. That night she died in bed. Grace of God, that last hour, after living all those years without knowing you, and called her at the last hour. Amazing grace. Father God, speak to heart, children. You know the intention of this. You know, Father, it's, it's got to come a time that the Something's got to be done. We, we see the condition and the way it's getting worse all the time. And we realize that the Pentecostal church age in the last day is the Lady Ossian church age. The only one that Christ was put out of the church standing knocking trying to get back in. Oh God be merciful. And as I scolded our sisters tonight, Lord, let them know that back there in the beginning when it started, it was Eve. 
And here it is again, the gospel come in by the word. And how that she did what she did and looked today by reasoning. Look at her mother, what she thought was different. The same Bible. God, our brothers, is, I had to talk to them rough, Lord. I'm zealous. I, I, I love them. You know what, Lord, I, I, I put 31 years here for them. And you've confirmed your word and everything. I, Lord, I don't know what else to do, but when I see the church that I love, the Pentecostal church, the one that stood behind me and supported me, God, it's Christian love that makes you cut the evil away from it. It's love that makes you do that, Father. You know it is. And I'm trying to tell the people, don't try to go out there doing these things. The, the bars has been let out and we got hatched out through our different creeds and things that we brought into our church and getting away from days of miracles, getting away from divine healing, get away from the, the way that people ought to act and dress. And you made a covenant with Adam and one with Eve. You, but different covenant and different altogether. Said it was wrong for the woman to act like the man. She'd be femi- she should be feminist and not masculine. And today she tries to be masculine. The man feminist. Lord, and, and this right here at the last days, right here at the West Coast, right here at the end of civilization, we find the women doing exactly the corruption as they did at the first. And here it is, God in amongst our sisters. Oh, God, that, just, that breaks my heart, Lord. And I know if it makes me a sinner feel that way, what does it do to you? To see how that become a goddess in this fabulous Hollywood glamour of sin and it used to be wrong for them to go to picture shows and then the devil throw it right in their house. And all kinds of uncensored programs and vulgar on the street and oh God, it's a it's an insane time. It's a neurotic time. It's a time when man won't stop and listen and check up. And under emotions and so forth, they still claim to be Abraham's seed. God, how you said it would, the spirits would be so close in the last days with impersonations until they'd almost deceive the elected ones, if it would be possible. And here it is. God, don't let these people, don't let one do that. Please, Father, I pray for them, each one. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now while we have our heads bowed. I'd do anything for you. And if I bottle people out just to be mean. God would never be with me. I don't deserve to be here. I deserve to be out yonder somewhere chopping wood or something. But friends that, that's true. Search it and see if it is in the scripture. It's supposed to be revealed in this last days. Now are you... Sincere enough? Are you really down beneath that crust of the outside? Is there real, genuine something about you that you're willing to admit that you're wrong? By every head being bowed, every heart in deep, solemn consecration, would you raise up your hand and say, Pray for me, Brother Brandon? I'm wrong. By God's grace, I'm going to straighten out. God bless you, 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 you. That's right. Put up your hand. He sees you. In the balconies, God sees you. Raise your hand. Are you. That's it. I hear some of you women sitting here with short hair and don't have your hand up. What's the matter with you? You are wrong. Don't you try to meet God like that. You'll be condemned as certain as I'm standing this pulpit. You mean the Pentecostal church has gotten such a shape that it's, it's, it's got so callous till it's ashamed to admit it's wrong? 
Don't you do that. God be merciful to you. I believe. Have faith. Let me wait again. God bless you over there, honey. God bless you, sister. That's good. That's God bless you. That's right. You might admit it now. In the morning may be too late. An hour from now may be too late. God bless you. That's sincerity. God bless you. Say, I'm wrong. It takes a real person to admit they're wrong. That's genuine something. God bless you, lady. God bless you, lady. God bless you. That's right. Let's just keep great. Let God bless you. If I miss seeing your hand, you know, he knows every thought that's in your mind. Exactly right. God bless you. I see your hand. That's good. God bless you, young lady. God bless you, sister. That's good. God bless you, dear young lady. Yes, to turn roads of life before these old things, this callous young heart, turn to God now, honey. That's right, you do it. I got a little daughter over there about your age. God bless you, honey. God bless you. Yes, God bless you, sister. What about you, brother? Shame on you. Let your wife act like that. Wear shorts and dress like that and get on the street. Call yourself a son of God. Don't you shame yourself. God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you. That's right. Admit you're wrong. If you, he that covers his sin shall not prosper. He that confesses his sin shall have mercy. God bless you. Any more? I can balcony. Up there in the balcony. He sees you up there. He knows every thought that's in your heart. Now raise your heads just a minute. I say there's somewhat 50 or 60 in this room put up their hands. Young and old. Thank you. That's real lady and gentleman. I appreciate you. There's, there's hopes for you when you're willing to admit you're wrong. Before I make the altar call, I'm going to pray for these handkerchiefs. Heavenly Father, these handkerchiefs represent sick people. Mothers and fathers that's waiting. Children. One time we were taught in the Bible that they'd taken from the body of St. Paul handkerchiefs and aprons. The people saw him, know that the Spirit of God was on him. Paul remembered that Elisha told the Shunammite woman and told Gehazi, take this staff and go lay it on the child. He knew that what he touched was blessed. Paul, they'd taken from his body handkerchiefs and aprons and unclean spirits went out of people. Diseases departed. Now, Lord, we're not St. Paul. But you're still God, the same God. One day, Israel was on its road, right in the line of duty, going to the promised land. And something cut it off from the promised land, the Red Sea. One writer said, God looked down through that pillar of fire with angered eyes, and the sea got scared. And it rolled back its walls and opened up a dry path for Israel to cross over to the promised land. God, when these handkerchiefs are taken to the sick and afflicted, May the God of heaven look down through the blood of his own son. May the devil that's holding them sick people get scared and move away. On these handkerchiefs of tokens of this meeting tonight, where word and truth has been brought to pass. Sick and afflicted be made well. Hearts that are broken up and going down to the potter's house in a few minutes. Grant that the devil will leave and the people will cross over into that land of good health. God promised them. I send these handkerchiefs in the name of Jesus Christ for that purpose. Amen.
God knows your heart. He knows your condition. Just to show. And let me tell you, there's a great bunch of people in here that did not raise their hand that ought to raise it. Now, if I call you right to this platform and say who you were, it hurts somebody's feelings. You've seen me do that many times. I found out Jesus said, let the weeds and the wheat grow together. The angels will come and bind up the terriers and burn them first. And it's binding time now. Every one of them going into the confederation of churches, all the denominations. That's right. Right. World League uh, Council of Churches, every denomination pulling right into it, the big thing going on. All of them coming back to Rome, just as they promised, an image made up to the beast, the power, the confederation of churches, just exactly what God said would come to pass. There they are, letting you go and tell you it's all right to do this. And they're afraid to say anything about it, afraid to break a meal ticket somewhere. Let me tell you something, my brother, sister. God revealed to you that I love you. It's not to be different, it's to be honest. Don't you take one chance. You wouldn't run a red light because of your body. What about your soul? Don't you cross one of God's red lights. Some of you sick. Believe with all your heart. Somebody's desperate in something. Just have faith. I'll show you whether he really, whether it's the truth or not. Abraham, you remember the angel come to him and what he did? See if it's the same thing. Here's a little lady sitting right here. Right out here. She's got cancer. She's got a cyst and she's up for an operation. She's looking at me now and them red beads around her neck. You're from Portland. But if you... Is that right? Raise up your hand. That's right. I don't know you were strangers. But that's true. Now, how can you sit there with enough faith to touch the garment of Christ when that angel of light come over you like that? The grace of God. Accept it, lady. Believe it. I don't know that, but believe the whole gospel. Here sits a woman sitting right back here. Look here, lady. Suffering with colon trouble. Believe with all your heart. Yes, you're a stranger to me. Believe with all your heart and get well. There's a man sitting by you. He has to go home. He can't stay much longer. He's got trouble with his ears. He's got a trouble with... a. He's had a cold and caused a cough. He can't get over it. It's, it's kind of uh, a lot of complications set in. That's right, sir. You work at some kind of a plant like missile or something like that. You've got to go back to your work. I'm a stranger to you. If those things are true, raise up your hand. All right. If you've got faith enough to touch the Lord Jesus, why not be a real man and believe it with all your heart? There's a lady sitting back there. She's got some kind of a skin disease on her hands. She don't even know what it is. The doctor don't even know what it is. She's had it for years and years. Or she's going to miss it as sure as the world. Miss Daniels, McDaniels. There you are. Ida McDaniels. Bleed with all your heart. I don't know the woman. Never seen her. But there's a light over. What is it? He knows you. And he knows that you're wrong. The same God that's speaking to me this way is speaking to me through the Word. Now, everyone in here that recognizes the presence of God and know that you've been wrong, let's come to the altar now. Come up here just a minute. Let me pray for you. If you know you've been wrong, you want to confess you're wrong, you want to be a real Christian from now on, come on up here around the altar. I just don't want to call your name. It, it, It wouldn't be Christian like... Up there in the balcony, 
Come on down. This is your opportunity. Come down now. Come to the altar. Say, I'm coming, Lord. Sinner, you make your way to the altar. This might be your last opportunity. Won't you come now while we, the organ's playing beautifully? I am coming, Lord, coming now to thee. All right. Everybody sing now. I'm coming, Lord. Coming now to thee. Won't you come, come down out of the balcony? Come down. Come up. What about you? You people professing to be Christians. Abraham's seed. God bless you, women. God bless you, my sisters. Yes. God surely will honor it. You are honest. Maybe your pastors failed to tell you that. Go home and get your Bible and find out whether it's right or not. You know it's right before I even say anything. You Pentecostal women, you wouldn't wear makeup for anything. There's nothing in the Bible about makeup on a Jezebel. She made up her face and stuff with paint and stuff. But there's in the Bible about you wearing long hair. It's an uncommon thing for a woman to even pray with her head. You want to get right with God in the presence when he's here? Come on. Stand up, Nick. Stand for him. Stand to your feet and come down. Say, I'm coming. I'm, I'm going to make a show and I want the whole world to know that I'm wrong. And I want to be right before God. Come on now. Come on, people, just come right on. I want you to keep coming. You know what these people have done? Many of these are charter church members. And they know I've told the truth. Not me. Just like when Moses went down there to tell the people about the Lord. And the Lord under that pillar of fire confirmed the word and showed that it was right. That same pillar of fire is right here with us. It's the same Christ doing the same thing for the Gentile age as he promised to do. Why does it make me believe that you're genuine in your heart? What made you raise up to your feet? Because something was around you that said you're wrong. Now that was God because some of you feel embarrassed to stand here like that before the people after confessing. 
but it shows that this genuine something it said you're wrong and it come with the word through discernment through what's these gifts sent to the church for what is the first gift what's the first thing apostles which is missionaries prophets teachers pastors evangelists they're all together for the perfecting of the church and where does the word of the Lord come to who the word of the Lord came to the prophet. Yes. Always. Amen. Never questioned. Not a gift of prophecy. A gift of prophecy is on one than the other. A prophet's born, predestinated by God. Jesus Christ was a son of God, predestinated son of God. Isaiah told John, uh, John the Baptist 712 years before he was born, is the voice of one crying in the wilderness. God told Jeremiah, before you was even formed in your mother's womb, I know you and sanctified you and ordained you a prophet to the nations. And when you see prophets appearing, judgment's at hand. Now judgment begins in the house of God with the people of God. Now we're wrong. We've done wrong. I believe that them sitting here tonight, that's Abraham's seed and really predestinated to the light of God to shine up on it. When the light strikes it, they'll stand. Something has to happen. You're there. Now you're here. Let's bow our heads and confess our wrongs. Sinner friend, if you're standing in this group here, which there is some, shame on you. But blessings to you now. You've accepted it. Believe it with all your heart. You Christians, you women that's no, I believe you're good women. God bless you. I believe that. God can express feeling in my heart to you. I don't want to be mean to you, sister. I've got a wife, too, and two, two young girls. I love you as my sister. And brother, I didn't want to hurt your feelings, but sometimes a little shaking with the word helps you. Now, if we're wrong, let's say that we're wrong. And there's, there's grace abundantly for us tonight. He that will confess his wrongs, there's mercy for him. He that will hide his sin will never prosper. What is your sin? Your unbelief. If you hide it, understand, well, I'm just as good as the rest of them. You're wrong. And you'll never move any further than what you move now. You'll stay that way. You'll never go any further till you cross that barrier and make it right. Remember, you cannot do it. You'll have to walk for the Word of God. And as long as you live, you'll always remember this. The longest day you live, you will remember tonight. Remember, I'm telling you, thus saith the Lord. Amen. I was sitting in the woods this afternoon praying. And you spoke to me about this year. and said, say it and call it. And I'll do something for you. And here it is. Now let's pray. Heavenly Father, reverently and sincerely stand sinners in this audience right now. They've got up from their seat and walked up here just to make a confession. There's Christians who's come making their confession. Here's precious little sisters that the light flashed across them way down in their heart. They knew they were wrong. They knew that the Bible teaches those things. And they're willing now to give it all up. Here's brothers standing here, precious brothers, sons of the living God, who through creed and lukewarm conditions has wandered out into the world. They're coming back tonight, Father. They're coming back. They're here they are. Now, Father, we realize that when they stood to their feet, they broke all scientists. They say that you can't move up 
you're held down. But when they raise their hands and walk this away, they prove that there was a spirit in them that can make a decision. They've made it for Christ. Jesus, here's your own words. And I'm just going to quote them to you. I'm giving you these people tonight as your servant. I have done just as you told me to do today in the woods. And here's just exactly what you said would take place. And there's witnesses of those things standing here. To prove your, your presence, you went across the audience telling the people about who they were and where they've done and so forth. Knowing that people names, who they were and what they've done. What's wrong? And now you said in your word that he that will confess me before man, him will I confess before my Father and the holy angels. He that's ashamed of me before man, him will I be ashamed of before my Father and the holy angels. Now these sisters and these brothers have stood tonight in the presence of their members and their pastors and their loved ones to say that that they're not ashamed of you, but they're ashamed of the way they've done. Now I'm sure, Lord, you forgive them. You promised it. You said, he that will confess his sins has mercy. And they are confessing it, and they shall have mercy. And you who can heal the sick, and say, isn't it as easy? Say, thy sins be forgiven thee as it is. Take up thy bed and walk. I claim these. I, I claim every one of them, Lord. I've tried to stand for you all these years in your word. And they have stood tonight for you. And I claim them. I take them out of the jaws of the world. And I present them to you, Lord Jesus. They are the trophies of the message tonight of the word of God. Keep them, Almighty God, under your holy power. May they grow. May the light of God flash up in their life. May those men and women, Lord, start growing in the power and strength of the Holy Ghost. May something take place that will change their whole churches and a whole neighborhood where they're at. Grant it, Lord. I give them to you. They are yours. They, they are the trophies of the meeting tonight, of the word that's been preached. I claim their life in the name of Jesus Christ. I want to meet them at the other side on, when they're immortal, turn back to young men and women again and be young and lovely forever. They are yours, Father. They are trophies that God has given to His Son, Christ Jesus, by the power of His presence and the Word of God. They are yours, Father. I give them to you in Jesus Christ's name and claim every life, every life that's standing here, every confession is received, every sin is forgiven, and every one that's standing here, I, I, I pray for Holy Ghost strength in them to carry out, to do that which is right. To help them in this dark hour when the world is so full of glamour. And oh God help me tomorrow night to, to bring it clean and clear to them Lord. And cut loose from glamour of this world that they might be ready to meet Christ at the time of his coming. Granted Father we believe you now. And while we have our heads bowed. Each one of you that's standing on your feet. I don't believe you come for curiosity. Because you come under rugged, hard, gospel-preaching, cutting. But you believe 
Jesus said that no man can come to me except my Father draws him. And all the Father has given me will come. Now that's a confirmed word of God. He told Abraham, he promised and swore to the oath. And here you heard the voice of God tonight and come upon those bases. You've got to be forgiven. And all of you accept it and believe that God forgives you of your error. And from this night, henceforth, by the grace of God, you will live for him the rest of your life and do everything that this Bible teaches for you to do. And you believe that God gives you the grace to do it now by forgiving you your past. Raise up your hand and say, I believe it with all my heart. God bless you. All of you Christians out there that's proud of them, say, praise God for them. Let's say it again. Praise God for them. Now, let us stand to our feet, everyone. I want a card of I love him, I love him because he first loved me and purchased my salvation on Calvary. Let's all together now, everyone sing it with their hands up. All right. I love him. kind of scrub you out, make you feel better, does it? You don't believe me to be a, a, a fake, do you? You believe me to be the truth? I'm watching right now that angel of the Lord who I watch over the people has circled right around over this group, standing right here in the form of the cross, God in heaven. The same picture, you, angel, you see on that picture is right here, right now, over this group of people. It's moving around. I keep watching it from place to place. I believe even that every sickness is standing in that crowd is gone. I, I believe it with all my heart. That every sin is forgiven. Let's just, let's just shake one another's hands while we sing, I love him. I say, praise the Lord. Love him. I love him. Be For bringing the people in for your word is sharp like a two-edged sword, but it discerns the thoughts of the heart. It makes sure it circumcises the world, the flesh, the worldly things away from the people and makes them new creatures in Christ. How we thank you, Father. We praise you with all of our hearts. Thank you for them, Lord. May they be filled with the Spirit. May the Holy Ghost just take them into his control. And may there break out an old-fashioned revival among these churches, Lord, that will just sweep all out through the communities, everywhere on fire, with the power of God. Send us real Pentecost, Lord, real power of the Spirit back into the lives of the people. Granted, Father, they're yours. By the grace of God, they're yours. They're Abraham's seed. 
according to the promise. Grant it, Lord, they believe your word. Anything contrary as though it wasn't, they believe the word because they're Abraham's seed. They're yours, Father, predestinated church to shine in the last days. Thank you, Father, for that. I love him. Raise your hands now and praise to him. I way up in the balconies, that's right. Thank you for your support this afternoon. We've come to the end of the episode, so we'd like to end with a word of prayer. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the mana we have been feasting on today. We thank you, Lord, for your eternal presence that's always with us. May you bless us throughout the remainder of the day and even tonight later when we meet again. In your name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. So, to make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. That's honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. So, we also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.
that land so bright.